It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how a lot to get to today. I want to get to a couple different topics as we dig into the Packers offseason. We're going to get to uh, an exit interview of sorts where we go through and and take a, a post-mortem of this team, and then we'll jump right into the offseason. Potential free agents, weaknesses, strengths, free agents for the Packers. Do they resign them? Do they not? And for those of you that weren't with us last offseason, one of the things that we would do is we would go through the position groups. And usually I would start with the position groups of need in the offseason. We would talk about the, the ingoing players from last year, how they fared, outgoing players potentially this year, and then potential additions, whether it's free agency and the draft. As we get closer to free agency, uh, a ton of discussion about those options there. And by then we'll have gone through all of these need positions. And so we'll have zeroed in on a group of players and draft targets, all of those things as we move forward in the end of winter and into, mercifully, into spring. Wherever you are, uh, it's very cold by me and I hope it's warmer by you. Let's start today, though, with a discussion about the future of Mike Patton. After an embarrassing loss in which even basic defensive principles were not upheld, and a pretty simple game plan from the 49ers baffled the Packers over and over. I mean, this was shades of Dom Capers in that 2012 Colin Kaepernick game. What is the future of Mike Patton? And I think under normal circumstances, you would say, well, Matt LaFleur wanted to keep Mike Patton and continuity matters, and this team did get better. But it is fair to wonder how much of this defense getting better was Jair Alexander being better and Kevin King staying healthy, and the additions made in the offseason, Zedarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. It's a pretty significant talent influx as well. So how much of that is Mike Patton, and how much of that is just better personnel? This league is ultimately 
players, not plays. And we had a little fuel added to the fire on Monday when Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel said, well, I guess he wrote it, but he said, Matt LaFleur is still making a decision and will take a couple days to mull potential coaching changes, including the future of Mike Patton. So we can't say for sure right now what the future is, which is notable in and of itself that it is even a question is worth discussing. And so let's just say Green Bay were to move on from Mike Patton, that Matt LaFleur decided, look, I I like the idea of keeping Mike Patton for continuity's sake, and this is a young defense, and so, hey, Mike Patton, great. Now, this is a much more veteran group. You add multiple veterans in free agency. Some of those young players are now veteran players, and it is less important to have maybe a, a that level of continuity the same way. Maybe, maybe not. That's a, that's a discussion that is going to have to be made. And I think I got a really good question. Zach Peterson sent me this question on Twitter. He said, so I guess that would be the question for Coach LaFleur. What was a greater weight currently? A, Patton's impact on the culture's player, but he's not a LaFleur guy. Or bring in a new guy who is LaFleur's guy while taking the risk that the culture could take a hit. Would love your two cents. Huge fan. Keep putting out great content. This is a great question from Zach, and it is the fundamental problem that Matt LaFleur faces. If he wants to make a change from a coach that is well-liked in the locker room, in a locker room that is extremely close-knit, that was intentionally player-led, do you run the risk of pissing off your players? And this is always the, you know, the fundamental problem with having a player-run locker room. Not that there aren't problems the other way, too. There's going to be problems no matter what. Power dynamics and politics of a locker room, any work environment, can be fraught for, for any number of reasons. So then the question becomes, what is the other option? And there are two obvious choices here. Number one, and this is in no particular order, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips worked with Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay in Los Angeles. Wade Phillips is a respected defensive coach, as respected as any defensive coach in football. Eventually, in Los Angeles, someone's got to be the fall guy. Wade Phillips becomes the fall guy with the Rams, and they're underachieving, despite a lot of talent. And it's true they had a lot of talent, but that was ultimately a flawed roster. I don't blame Wade Phillips for that. He is capable of maximizing player talents and does not have a problem with big personalities does not have that sort of it's my way or the highway attitude about defense his players love playing for him and I think he would be a very good fit he already plays a similar style to what Green Bay is going to want to play here and and maybe Matt LaFleur doesn't want to run a 3-4. Maybe he has other ideas about how defenses should be run. Maybe he wants to play more zone versus man. You know, those are those are things that that we don't know right now. And and that is another reason why I think we should keep an open mind about Chris Richard. Chris Richard was a former hot head coaching candidate 
When the Seahawks Legion of Boom was in full force, he was the defensive backs coach. He was a big part of that defense. We saw a number. I mean, it was a, a cavalcade of, of head coaches from that Pete Carroll defensive staff and, you know, varying degrees of success. But Richard worked with Robert Sala in Seattle, worked with Dan Quinn in Seattle, Sala being one of Matt LaFleur's best friends, Dan Quinn being LaFleur's former boss. What are their relationships like? Would he want to come in and bring a younger member of the staff in? He, he hired a very young staff to begin with. Was that because he wanted that youth and juice and energy that, that this staff brought? Or was it just because those are the guys that in the business Matt LaFleur knows? Who knows? I think Richard would be a great fit on this team. I, I love the idea of building a a similar team to what Seattle had. I think you have the, the defensive backs to do it. I think that Zadarius Smith in that Michael Bennett role where he's mostly a defensive end but can kick in on passing downs. You let Preston Smith play that sort of Cliff Averill role. They have Kenny Clark. That also mitigates the issue you have at defensive line. You have fewer defensive linemen on the field in base, and so your your depth becomes a smaller problem. Now, it does not fix the issue at linebacker. It would require a, a significant investment at linebacker, maybe someone like Corey Littleton, and you have to pay big money for him. I don't know that that's uh, the optimal situation, but I like the fit there, and I think uh, it would it would solve a lot of Green Bay's problems. Does it solve every problem? No. They need to get better personnel-wise. Now, one other potential complication of moving on from Mike Patton is Mike Smith. Mike Smith is an outstanding outside linebackers coach, and maybe you just say you just build the whole plane out of Mike Smith. You just say, okay, Mike, you're in charge now. We like this scheme theoretically. We really think you're a great coach, and we want to hand you the keys. Remember, 2018, when he was the outside linebackers coach in Kansas City, D. Ford had a career high in sacks, Chris Jones career high in sacks. Mike Smith coaching the Packers, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, all had or tied career highs in sacks. Mike Smith is a really good linebackers coach. If you're bringing someone new in, someone like Wade Phillips, you can keep Mike Smith because he's going to keep coaching those outside linebackers. If you bring in someone like Richard, are they going to play a 4-3? Are they going to have stand-up edge rushers? What is the situation there and and can Mike Smith stay on the staff? Would he want to stay on the staff? These are all questions that you're facing if you're Matt LaFleur. And I think if he wants someone like Matt, Mike Patton but younger, hey, Jim Leonard, in-state, might want to return to the NFL as a former NFL player, coached some really good defenses with the Badgers, a creative coach who maximizes his players and plays a very similar style to Mike Patton, but is younger and is probably a future head coach. It would be a big jump from the Big Ten, but he's seen the spread offenses that are pervasive in college. He knows that you need to have versatile pieces and and athletes all over. That team has consistently taken subpar recruits and turned them into elite-level college talents and even NFL-level talents. So I think that is an interesting name to keep an eye on as well. And just a wild card, Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, if he wants to make a run at the NFL, maybe this is an opportunity. If he wants to be a head coach someday in the NFL, this would be a great opportunity. None of them are slam dunks, of course, but they're, they're potential options. And at this point, we don't even know if the Packers are going to move on 
from Mike Patton. These are just potential options if they do. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation, and they've teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves and so much more, sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. And if your little guy is a little too calm in situations where you want him to be a little bit more excited, bluechew.com can help. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a little extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. You know, as I was going through all of the quotes from players in the locker room after the game on Sunday, something really stood out to me. And it was striking because you don't hear players talk about their team, players talk about their culture, players talk about their teammates the way this team does. It's not common. And you heard Billy Turner, if you were a listener earlier this year, on the show talk about how the energy of this team is different from other teams he's been on. He's been on losing teams. He's been on some decent teams. This team, he said, is different. Aaron Rodgers talked about it all season. We talked about it with Olivia Reiner on this show. She mentioned the energy is different. Lily Zhao brought it up. The, the energy, the vibe around this team is different. They're together. They fight for each other. And it would be easy to dismiss that as not useful or as cliche or as just, you know, kumbaya nonsense. But, but this is a quote from Aaron Rodgers, from Aaron Rodgers. He said, this one will always be special because it became fun again about this season. He said that he felt like the gap between the 49ers and the Packers looked big but wasn't. And when he was asked why that was, his response was leadership. That he felt this team had the institutional strength to battle the 49ers, to come back from this kind of loss, and to be stronger, and to get better. 
the leadership as a player-run team that Matt LaFleur set the tone for when he came to this team last year. Here's a quote from Mason Crosby. The camaraderie this team had starting last April and what we were able to build in such a short period of time with a lot of new pieces will always be special. This locker room, the way guys played for each other and came together so quickly, the chemistry that we had, I'll definitely remember this team forever. Mason Crosby has been on great teams before. He's won big games before. He was on that Run the Table team. He was on that 2014 team. I'll remember this team. I'll definitely remember this team forever. Here's Billy Turner. Everyone jived well together. Everyone meshed well. What recreated was something special and something that's not ever going to be forgotten. Not ever going to be forgotten. I'll definitely remember this team forever. Here's Aaron Jones. You know you can go and battle for these guys. There's just love around this locker room. I went around after and told every guy here I loved them. That matters. And plenty of teams that hated each other, that were at each other's throats. I mean, the Seahawks won a Super Bowl and there was a fist fight in the locker room. It doesn't have to be horseshoes and rainbows in the locker room. But that cohesiveness can matter for a team. And when we talk all season about why is this team able to do special things late in games, that poise, that togetherness can have those marginal differences when you're not a great team. That can be the difference between winning and losing. The culture on this team was special. And so when you hear Packer fans say, oh, trade for Odell, or you know, bring in this player or that player, do they fit with the culture? And it, it doesn't have to be a low-key guy. Zadarius Smith is a big personality. Preston Smith is a big personality. Jair Alexander is a big personality. Aaron Jones is a big personality. Aaron Rodgers even though he is not the sort of extrovert that some of those other guys are, he is a strong personality. And yet all those guys came together. It's not about big or small with personality. It's about are you going to fight for the guy next to you? And so it's okay to want to bring in Odell if you think he can fit with this culture. Is he going to contribute in a positive way? I think you, there's there's certainly a case to be made he might. He wants to win. He cares about winning. Does he have some some tendencies of selfishness and and wanting to make it about him? Sure. But if he wants to win, does he want to be a part of the team? Does he want to be a part of the team dynamic that leads to winning? If he does, fine, wear a $300,000 watch on the field. I don't care. Just help the team win. Don't be the problem. In fact, this is what the Patriots have been doing with their culture and their locker room for years. Not in the exact same way because the, the culture itself is very different, but they feel like they can weather these storms. They can take a risk on a Randy Moss or a Chad Ochocinco or a Darrell Revis. These guys who are, are going to suck up a lot of oxygen 
who are going to have demands, who are going to want to do things a certain way. But they feel like their culture is strong enough to absorb those guys, to bring in Antonio Brown. And that was going to work, by the way, if Antonio Brown weren't just a ridiculous, cartoonish idiot. From a football standpoint, that was going to work. Green Bay, after the last few years, and all of the, I mean, there was so much when Mike Patton was hired, the, the, just the idea of accountability was praised by Packer players. And they, they responded immediately to it. And Matt LaFleur coming in and saying, we want to make this about you. You are the reason this team works. The players responded to it. There was clearly issues. Whatever you want to say about Mike McCarthy and his relationship with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' place in that discussion. All of that stuff is, is fine to talk about. And, and look, we talked plenty on this show about it over the last year plus. The culture was not great. It had gotten to an ugly place, and that, as much as any other reason, was why Mike McCarthy was let go. Because it felt like he had lost his grip on the locker room. Well, when your coach is not the guy leading the charge, when it's the players, then it's not about whether your coach has a grip. Then it's your players. So long as you have strong leaders in that locker room, they're the ones holding each other accountable. They're the ones saying, hey, if there's an issue, come to me and we'll talk about it. There's a leadership council. If there's an issue, they handle it. And they go to Matt LaFleur and, and if they need to, and he'll handle it. But it's players first. There's a strength there, an empowering of the players to take ownership of the team. It means more when you're playing for the guy next to you than it does when you're playing for a head coach or an owner or a general manager. You're playing for the man next to you. It matters more to you. And so when Aaron Jones says, I want to stay on the field and soak up the atmosphere and feel the pain of that loss, that has reverberating effects in the locker room because he comes in and he says, we're not about this next year. We are not going down like this. And so we have to do everything in our power to avoid doing this again. And, and it would be easy to say, yeah, well, doesn't every team do that? And to some degree, sure. But it's not the same. It's not the same. Because not every team talks like this. Not every player at his end-of-season press conference says these kinds of things. This is atypical of a locker room. Of course, every team at the end says, we don't want to feel this again and, and blah, blah, blah. But not every team means it, number one, and not every team has a culture that's going to absorb that. So when one player and a great player says that and internalizes that and brings, brings that to the table, it echoes. Other, other players are more likely to feel it because of the way this locker room is set up, because of the way this culture is set up. And even if you don't think it matters, they think it matters. And if they think it matters, guess what? It matters. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's 
killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store hey listen up FanDuel fantasy players your day is about to get 20 percent better this is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, before we finish up here, we we did our first mock draft Monday yesterday, and that was a mock draft that was about a week old. Um, and be, because we recorded before the new one came out, the new Draft Network mock draft came out. It had the Packers taking Jalen Rager from TCU, who is going to continue to be my dude for this team, and Patrick Queen from LSU, the linebacker. Those two, look, if, if I would run the card in today... If if though if though I don't care how they test, I, I care a little how they interview. I know what I see. Those two guys would fundamentally change this team, and I I agree with Rogers in his they're not that far apart take. It's just that in the ways they are apart, they matter a lot. Green Bay needs speed at linebacker and speed at receiver, and just changing those two things alters this team in a really important way. It, it fixes the geometry of the offense and the defense at the same time. So I think as we head into the offseason, and we'll talk about this a ton more, I think the biggest responsibility for the Packers is they need one more receiver, priority position. That's the one priority position where they're, they're lacking, a receiver. Then I think you look at defensive line and linebacker. Those are the other two spots where they could use some help, assuming they bring back Brian Bulaga, and and I am assuming that. I think at this point, uh, I don't think he's going to cost very much, not even on a, an ESPN list of the top 50 free agents, which suggests to me that his, his market may not be very robust, which if you're the Packers, you say, okay, Brian, we'd love to have you back. We understand if you don't want whatever price is being offered here, go see if you can get a better deal. And if you can't sign it, if it were me, I would say, here's what we think you're worth. 
we don't think you're going to get a better deal. So here's a little bit more and that's it. And I think that would work, but we'll see. If they get Brian Bulaga re-signed, then I think it's receiver, linebacker, defensive line. And, and honestly, everything else after that is depth because Green Bay has starters everywhere. Starters they feel good about now. So that's a good position to be in as we look toward the offseason. Some speed at receiver and some speed at linebacker. My my editor at Packer Report is quick to point out that it's not just speed. Oren Burks is a speedy athletic linebacker. He needs to be functional speed. You need to know where you're going to. It is important that if you are if you don't know where you're going but you get there fast, it doesn't really help your team that much. So just something to think about. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.